Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis. I'm the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and the co-founder of The Journal That Talks Back. For those of you who don't know, The Journal That Talks Back is a fairly new service specifically for young professionals. So if you know anybody young, I mean, between the ages of 18 and let's say early 30s, who might be a candidate for coaching, please send them to the Journal That Talks Back. But today is the Frame of Mind Coaching Podcast featuring my incredible, awesome, and amazing daughter, Fernie. Fernie, welcome. Hello, another really warm welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. How's it going? Good. So big news. Um, Apparently the queen died. Uh, it's been, I heard, I think yesterday there was something about her being sick and I didn't expect it to happen so quickly. Um, I think the world is a bit shook, but also she was 96. She was 96. Yeah. She lived a long life. She lived a long, productive, long life, majestic life. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. She reigned for like 70 years, I think. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Incredible. And now we have a king. Yeah. Insane. So I saw recently in the social media, in the, in the media that all the Royals were coming in to say their last goodbyes and, you know, trying to make it into her, her room before she passed. And I guess I was wondering when you have somebody in your life that you know is close to passing, how do you deal with that? How do you What's the, what do you mean cope. by deal? How do you deal? What's the, what was, well, what, I guess. Yeah. So how do you cope, but also how do you figure out what the last words you should say are, what the last things you should do? How do you handle that person? Like, how do you interact with them? How do you, what are you supposed to do? How do you deal with that situation? So, I mean, I think when you know somebody is dying, like in a way, all bets are off, right? Like all the normal convention, all the rules, all the all the things that we live our lives by that create limitations for us, I think need to go out the window. And like I mean, what? ideally, those things sh- could go out the window sooner, but particularly when somebody in your life is dying. And so what what kind of conventions are you talking about? So there are things we don't like to talk about. There are things we don't like to say. Like sometimes we're uncomfortable telling somebody else that we love them. Sometimes we're uncomfortable talking about death. Sometimes we're uncomfortable talking about like, like what is it, what does it feel like knowing that you're dying? Like, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? What are you excited about? What are you afraid of? What do you want to make sure happens before you go? Like those conversations need to take place. And those are the conversations we don't typically have. And so from my standpoint is the minute you find out that somebody important to you is dying, those are the conversations you need to be having, even though they're uncomfortable, even though they're, as you say, morbid, right? Even though they are conversations that um, we think are taboo in in a way, those are the conversations we need to be having. And we need to not be afraid to have those conversations. Why are they so important? Because I think it's important to understand how a person is experiencing the last moments of their lives and not be afraid to say, like, tuning in with them and saying, how are you thinking? How are you feeling? What is this like for you? Is there something you want me to know? Is there something you want to share? Um, I want to share with you. This is what you've meant to me. This is the impact you've had on my life. This is what I plan to do after you go. These are the memories I'm going to have. 
These are the things I'm going to pass along to the people that I love, that I learned or gained from you. Right? So uh, there was, um, Alan had an aunt and uh, she was dying. She had cancer. She knew she was dying. And she didn't like go around, you know, jumping up and down saying, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. But uh, she did something that really, really struck me. She had a two-day drop-in event. And so it was over the weekend. So it was Saturday and Sunday. And she invited everybody to drop into her house at any point during those two days. She made a bit of a spread. You know, she had cakes and coffees and cookies and tea and all of that kind of stuff. And people came just to sit with her, just to be with her. The thing is that had she been a little bit more descript about what the purpose of this was, would have been a little bit better. Yeah. But what she did was she understood some of these people I'm going to be seeing and spending time with for the last time. So I'm opening up my door for everybody to come and spend time with me. And I really, really love that because what happens is that people die and then there's a funeral and then people get up and say eulogies and say all the things and the thoughts and how important and valuable and meaningful this person was. And the person never hears it. Yeah. You know, what would it be like if we had that event before a person dies? Well, we don't always know when someone's going to die. No, but if we do. And so what, what we want to do is we want to make sure that the last moments are meaningful for us and for them. And that they're not morbid. They could be fun. We could replay experiences or memories that were fun and funny. We could spend time together watching a show or, you know, doing some fun things. It doesn't have to be a a sad, depressing ending. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is we need to open up this conversation. We're always so afraid to talk about death. And the crazy part of it is nobody escapes. Yeah, not not even the queen. (laughs) Not even the queen. So not, you know, not everybody goes through divorce, but we talk about divorce quite openly. People talk about divorce all the time. Because people move on. People don't move on from death. I mean, you're dead. You don't I saw your face. <laughs> right? So we die. They don't come back in the die. same form. No, they don't come back in the same form. But our bodies die. But we don't know if our our essence dies. Some people think it continues. Some people think that there's life after, after death. We don't really know. But my point is, divorce doesn't happen to everyone. We talk about it. Death happens to everyone. And we don't talk about it. I guess some people talk about it. We talk more about our vacations. Yeah, because it's more fun. But we don't know. And the point is, it's an experience that's worth discussing. It's an experience that's important for us to discuss without so much fear and discomfort. What do you think everyone's afraid of? Well, they're afraid of, of the pain associated with death. Okay, but I'm sure they're afraid of more than that. Well... We are afraid of more than that. What else? The unknown, the loss, leaving people behind. Um, But all that is afraid of not doing enough. Yeah, but pain, there are different kinds of pain. Afraid of not doing enough enough in your lifetime. That also sounds like a painful thought. Yeah. A painful physical death, a painful uh, leaving someone behind, the loss. 
So yeah, that sounds like, are those not good reasons to not want to talk about it? Well, I think they're good reasons to talk about it. And what about you? Are you not afraid of all these things? Yes, but I think it's, I, I would be more, less afraid if I spoke about it. You know, we talk about death often. We talk about, you know, what the funeral should be like, but that's just a moment in time. Right. I, I joke with Alan all the time and I say, well, you know, if I die first, but he's going to die first. But the, that's not the point. If what? I die, why first, would he die first? Because he's a man and he's older and I'm healthier. But anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. If I die first and God willing, we both live a very, very long time. But if I die first, I'm going to I'm going to come in through the television screen and tell him to shut it off and go do something instead of watching TV. And we joke. We joke about the fact that I'm going to show up after I die and make sure he's like taking care of himself and doing fun things and not just sitting and watching TV. But we don't talk about death because we're so afraid of the concept. You're saying the concept would be a little less scary if we talked about it more. Yes. The concept okay. would be less scary if we talked about it more. If we didn't feel like it was so, you know, such a, a topic that was so illicit. We talk more about pornography than we do about death. Depends. <laughs> but, you know, everyone's going to die. Every yeah. single person's going to die. So here's a question for you. How do you think, what makes it easier? Here's that. This is a better way to say it. What makes it easier to cope after someone important in your life has passed away? Um, I guess hearing stories about them, surrounding yourself with people that love you, um, people that love them as well, that have connections to that person. So you can do that together. Um, I think like for me, distracting myself, doing something else. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things you said is really, really right on the money. When my parents died, the thing I wanted more than anything was for people who knew my parents to come and tell me stories about my parents, experiences that they had with my parents. Yeah. Um, inter interesting interactions, how my parents impacted their lives. And I found that I got very few stories. Mm. And every story that I got just meant so much to me, just mattered so much. It left such a mark for me, but it brought me such comfort. So that that is definitely a a part that helps. The other part that helps is being able to talk about the people you love and how they showed up in various ways, the memories they they left for you, but also the impact they had or the ways that they influenced your life. Even if it was just, you know, like, hey, my mom used to make all this food, this kind of food. And this is something that I brought along in my life with me. This is something I'm passing along to you which is clearly an issue, right? In our world. <laughs> um, <Too> much food. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of food discussion, but the, you know, basking in the memories is a good thing. It's not a terrible thing. Absolutely. I guess. You know, I, think, I think one of the things that makes it very hard 
for people to cope with death is thinking that it should have never happened. Mm. Thinking that it's a bad, terrible, horrible, awful thing. And I think there's this feeling of permanence associated with it. I mean, it is permanent. You don't get that person back. You can't have another conversation. So for me, that permanence is really scary because what if you didn't, you didn't tell them enough. You didn't, you weren't kind enough. You didn't, whatever, you know, give them enough gifts, whatever it is. Yeah. There's no chance of going back um, or fixing that relationship or whatever it is. You, it's done. And I think that's also part of what's scary about it, of someone else dying. I yeah. mean, you as well. But. So, I mean, one of the things you want to do is live your life according to your values and make sure you're doing all the things with all the people that really, really matter to you. So it's being clear about what your priorities are and, you know, making sure you're giving whoever that person is or whoever those people are, the love, the attention, the respect, the affection that is befitting of that relationship but the other part of it is is you know you talk about permanence that it's the end is the end but it's not really the end because you continue a relationship with someone after they're gone you continue you continue thinking about them you continue remembering them you continue talking to them in your head you continue wondering how they would handle something or what they would do so it's not the end really it's the end in a physical sense but it's not the end yeah, but it's the end of a two-way relationship. It's the end of a two-way relationship that you're aware of. So, like, I mean, I understand that your relationship to them can change because they're still kind of a present being in your headspace, but your relation, like, you can't do pick, things with you them can't anymore. Pick up the phone and talk to them. No, and you can't you know, go on a, whatever, a bike ride with them or have a meal with them or whatever. You can't taste their food anymore. Like they're gone. So I understand that your interpretation of them can change, but there are a lot of things missing, like, especially losing a partner, you know, like your whole life revolves around them. You spend most of your time with them. And that is huge to have them gone. Like everything about your life changes. Yeah, everything about your life changes. So, yeah, that's scary. I mean, I get that. I don't. Yeah, and and part of what makes it harder or more painful is the thought that this should not have happened. This should not be. Things should be different than they are. Why do you the think mo- that makes it harder? right when we when we feel like things should be different than they are? That's an experience of resistance, and that makes that creates pain. So a huge part of coping with death is accepting that it has happened, accepting that there's a change, accepting that we need to experience life a little differently now. Yeah. And that they would have like, they're going to die at some point. Everyone dies. So everyone dies. Are they going to be, and would they be happy for you if you were, sad for a long long time no would they be happy knowing you're suffering and in pain over the loss no would they be happy knowing that you're remembering them with fond memories yes (laughs) right would they be happy knowing that you're 
teaching your kids some of the lessons they taught you? Yes. It'd be like in the corner cheering you on as a ghost, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so I think it's very important for us to, you know, not forget a person, for us to like take that person and all the wonderful, awesome characteristics and carry it along with us. But I also think it's important to accept the change in status. Yeah. So tell and me, not resist it. Tell me something. When you pass, yeah, how are you going to appear in the world for me? What do you mean, oh, I'm going to appear in your kitchen, of course. You're going to open the fridge, and you're going to hear me saying, "You need to go buy groceries. There's not enough stuff in your fridge. <laughs> Make it double." make a double (laughs) i'm gonna come out of your fridge and say hey maybe you should have some chicken now (laughs) i'm gonna appear in lots and lots of places and i'm just joking right now right but when you raise your kids you're gonna hear yourself in you're gonna hear me in your voice yeah when you give your children advice you're gonna say wow that was the same advice my mom gave me when you um, go for a walk and you see, you know, you see somebody who needs help, you're going to go help them because you know that that's how we were brought up. You were brought up, right? When when you have a fight with your husband, you're going to know how to recover from the fight. Yeah, because, you're already in my head. Don't worry. Right. I'm already in your head. So. I'm already there without being there. We're not living in the same space and I'm there whether you like it or not. Sometimes even if I don't like it, I'm there. Yeah, why wouldn't you like it? Because I think you, you know, think what what's mom going to say and you you try to circumvent or you kind of like worry about what I think and I don't want you to worry about what I think. I want you to live your life happily. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you. So what was your takeaway from today's conversation? I guess that we need to talk about death more. We need to talk about death more. Great. (laughs) For those of you who are listening, if you want to talk about death more, please reach out to us. We'd love to talk about death. (laughs) Um, And we hope you got something of value of today's call, but we'd love to hear from you. Love to hear what you think. Love to hear your thoughts about death. And uh, your experiences with that as well, whether somebody in your life has died, whether you're concerned about it, worried about it, fearful. We'd love to hear from you. How do people reach you, Fernie? Please email me. My email address is ferniecotliar at live.com. And my email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. We will see you next week. In the meantime, what do they say? Hail to the queen? Well, what's the expression? Long live the queen? Long, well, the queen isn't living anymore. So Uh. we uh, wish the queen and her family all the best. And uh, we are very thankful for her reign and her service. There, how's that? Perfect. Love it. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Bye.